Did you notice how many people got it wrong? So Jesus said, who do people say that I am? And a lot of people in the time of Jesus got it wrong. They didn't know who he was. They were saying, well, I mean, some people think you're John the Baptist or Elijah, or one of the prophets. A lot of people didn't understand Jesus. And a lot of people today, I'm afraid, get it wrong. How many people have we heard say, well, you know, I think Jesus must have been a really nice guy. Or he was a good prophet. Thank goodness we have the church in 2,000 years of our Catholic faith. The councils of the church that have clarified that Jesus is really God and true man. Now C.S. Lewis presented the argument that with Jesus, there's really no middle ground. He's either a liar, a lunatic, or he is who he really claimed to be. He's really God. And so think about, for instance, in the life of Jesus, we know he forgave sinners. He would tell people, your sins are forgiven. Well, only God can forgive sins. So he is really God, or we would have to conclude he's a kind of an evil person who's going around lying and pretending to forgive sinners. Or he's crazy, he's a lunatic. He thinks he's God and he thinks he's trying, he's forgiving sins. Think about what Jesus said about himself. He, he made claims like the Father and I are one. Before Abraham was, I am. Remember in the Old Testament, God revealed himself as I am who am. So Jesus is saying, I'm the great I am. I'm God. When Thomas put his finger in the side of Jesus, Thomas said, my Lord and my God, Jesus didn't rend his garments and say, you're blaspheming. No, he accepted that title. I, I am God. Now, again, we can't conclude then, well, Jesus was just a nice guy. Okay, nice guys don't go around pretending they're God. That would be evil. That, that would make him a liar, a pretender, or a lunatic. So, there's no better ground here. We, we accept Jesus at his word, and we observe his actions, and we conclude he's true God, true man. Think, too, about the ways he revealed his divinity in raising the dead back to life, in calming, showing his power over nature, calming the sea, performing miracles. And then, of course, the proof is his resurrection from the dead. Now, the apostles were eyewitnesses to this, and they gave testimony to this. So, again, with the apostles, we have to conclude, okay, the apostles are either a bunch of liars or lunatics, or they really saw Jesus. And are we accepting their testimony? Now, it's one thing just to acknowledge Jesus, who he is. But our lips, paying God lip service, is not enough. Remember in the second reading, it says, faith without works is dead. So, Jesus is asking us all this question, who do you say that I am? We have to give our response, and our response is not something just we say with our lips, but it impacts our lives. 
So if I really claim like Jesus, you are true God, you are my Savior, you are true man, you are Lord of Lords and King of Kings, you're my best friend, that has to impact my life. If I really claim Jesus as my best friend, it means that I actually act like he's my best friend. I spend time with him. I share my life with him. I rely on him. I trust him. Now, Jesus himself in this gospel gives the conditions for discipleship. Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. On my 30-day retreat, I prayed with this passage, and in the footnote in my gospel, in my Bible, this is what it says. To deny oneself is to disown oneself as the center of one's existence. I must disown myself as the center of my existence. Bishop Barron says, your life is not about you. Your life is about God and serving others. Get out of yourself. See, here's the paradox that actually it's when we lose ourselves that we find life, that we find joy. It's when we're self-absorbed and turned inward and just keep focusing on our own problems that we're miserable. Jesus is showing us, take up, deny yourself. That's actually the path. The life, get out of yourself, flow outward. In, an, in the new uh, Word on Fire Bible, Bishop Barron makes this point. He said, taking up your cross is not just about accepting the sufferings that befall you. Now that's part of taking up the cross. We hear that from Mike Chersick in the School of Faith. He says, accept what you cannot change, what you do not like, what you would not choose. And so part of embracing the cross is saying, Lord, I accept what you will in my life, what's beyond my control. But that's not enough. That's not where we stop. Bishop Barron says, embracing the cross is not simply accepting the suffering that befalls us, but it means to also lighten the burdens of others. Okay, when Jesus took up the cross... He was saying, I'm going to take upon your suffering on myself. And so accepting the cross means I think about other people and I try to lighten the burden of others and take their suffering on myself. I was just reading about St. John Bosco this week. Okay, you know, he's the patron saint of youth. He ran these orphanages. He would go and kneel down next to a little boy's bed who had a toothache. And he would say, Jesus, give me this boy's pain. And guess what? Jesus answered his prayers. And John Bosco would get a toothache and the little boy's toothache would go away. And then he would go to the next bed and he would say, Jesus, give me this boy's headache. And God would answer his prayer. And he would have a headache and the little boy's headache would be gone. That is heroic suffering. To actually say, I want to take your burden. I want to put it on myself. Be careful what you pray for. Huh? Okay. That is really what Jesus did. He said, I want to take your suffering. I want to die for you. I want to take your burdens. Put them on me. 
Can you imagine if we went through life that way, saying, I want to I help others lift their burdens, take their suffering. And that is actually the path to life. Now, one way we can do that is through our Honduras mission. And so we're going to have a little talk on that tonight after communion. We support an orphanage and a senior living facility. There's a lot of suffering in South America, in Honduras. Think about being an orphan. We can help them lighten their burden, carry their cross with them. That's the path to life. 